We got subject line Herb here, reporting in again for Heroes Home Base podcast, episode 64, coming at you live. What's up, everybody? This is Rich. This is Mark. This is Rob. Hello, guys, and this is Herb. Episode 64, gentlemen been a while how are we doing excellent i feel like we got a million things to talk about we do we have a million of million and a half things. well first we go. need to give we need to give pay proper respects because jason david frank has passed away the green ranger from the power rangers yeah, what the hell happened oh, yes. i heard that what the f- yeah i don't know we don't know no one knows are they saying uh could have been suicide? Well, they don't want to they're they're not releasing, I guess, because, you know, for privacy reasons. So I would assume it's not flattering. I'm wondering if it's like an overdose or something. Oh man. Wasn't I mean, he just no... at the Laughing Ogre last year? Or was that or was that the Red Ranger? I can't remember. Or I thought it, I don't know. But those cons, he was at every single one. Those are like his that, that, that I think that was those were his bread and butter. Yeah. Well when well, you're tired, he tired was, I, mean, I, I would have to imagine he's in amazing shape because he's always continued like the focus on martial arts and stuff yeah, he's a martial artist 2022 sucks so many good people <laughs> passed away well i don't want to say more importantly but the great great kevin conroy passed away what two yeah. weeks ago now yeah. yeah we can add him to the list Sad. of great 66 man it's so young i had to like look it up i didn't realize that he had cancer and it was like really sudden and took him really quick he was yeah. very 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 handsome did you yeah, see he, earlier pictures of him yeah he was a theater guy broadway he guy. was very handsome very handsome guy and i mean you know obviously people age but he was very good looking he was a very i may be guy. completely wrong about this but i think he went to juilliard with robin williams like, he I did because he told a story yeah he told a story about how they lived together and how he was his his bedroom was next door was right you know next to Robbins and Robbins had all these different personalities that he would play. Like, you know, he had that like Mrs. Doubtfire, that kind of thing. And he this would go on for hours, all hours of the night. And it would just be Robin alone in his room practicing all these different personalities. But you would think there would be other people in the room with him. And Kevin was like, no, it was just Robin. And he said the one thing about Robin was that he couldn't turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some people know how to turn it on. Robin did not know how to turn it off. Do you remember who the other roommate was for Robin Williams? John Lithgow. No. No. Christopher Reeve. Christopher oh, Reeve. Right. Oh, no way. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. So we've lost We've lost the great Kevin fire. Conroy. We lost Tim Sale, Neil Adams. Who else am I missing? George Perez. George, George Perez. Perez. Okay. So since we're, we'll start with the depressing stuff. Uh, favorite, <laughs> favorite episode of uh, Batman the Animated Series? Batgirl Returns. <laughs> Mine's well, we- a three-way tie. I like well, Christmas with the Joker just because it's an annual tradition for me. I like the robotic Batman and the um, perchance to dream is. And I know that was Conroy's favorite episode. Was where, uh, the robotic Batman, he, was that after the hard act or was it before yes, hard act? Okay. After hard act. He was in that warehouse after hard act. Oh, that's right. Went kaplooey. That's right. I saw a picture of Kevin Conroy in the studio with Adam West when they did the Great Ghost episode. Uh, well, you just you just gave mine away, and I know I've said it on the show before, but the Great Ghost is my favorite episode just because it had Adam West on it. What about you, Herb? Oh man, I don't even have one, guys. You know, it debuted <laughs> on my birthday. It debuted on my it. birthday. Did it really? On my eighth birthday, September fifth, nineteen ninety-two. I'm about to say 92. It's so good. Robin, I used to get so excited when Robin was on. Like, holy shit. Oh, we got Cub Scouts tomorrow. We can't go to Cub Scouts. Robin's on. (laughs) God, the things you worried about when you were eight years old. It was rough back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, highly recommend uh, looking up Kevin Smith's Q&A where uh, somebody asked him about Kevin Conroy and it's like a six minute clip and it it was definitely emotional. It was uh, very nice what he said. Sad, man. Sad. We lost a lot of good people in the last like three years. All right, so let's turn it up to something positive. Mark went to yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mark went to Baltimore. I don't think we talked about that. No, we went, I went to the Baltimore Comic Con in Baltimore, Maryland and I got up early Friday morning took the train down about two and a half three hour train ride 
and got into Baltimore. Took a like it's like about a nine minute cab ride and checked into my hotel and just kind of hung out, chilled out, ordered a little DoorDash, got it the next morning. Uh, con started at 10. I got there about 10.45 and it was off to the races. It's a humongous convention center, the Baltimore Convention Center there down by the harbor. And I immediately went to work. And this con was a typically, is a very book heavy con. Um, there's a lot, I think I counted about maybe 28 book vendors. Holy shit. So let's say 25 because I may have counted the same one twice. Phew. So, but to still, it's a lot compared to the six that were in New York. Um, but about 25 books of 25 book vendors. And I went there and spent all day there. And I was able to find some that were some escape from New York's in the $2 bins that were on my list. I found some talents that were on my list. I found some uh, amazing Spider-Man that was on my list. I found an Iron Man that was on my list. And I saw Ruben, our friend Ruben from Zap Comics there. He, uh, I finished the completion of my Batman and Damien Owls, Damien Wayne. Damien Wayne, yeah. I thought but, you were missing one. No, I got them all. Okay. All right. I got them all. 655 through 658 and for the Batman. So I was, I was happy to get that. So I got, I think I came home with like 12 or 13 books. That's usually the average from all the conventions that I've gone to is about 12, is about 13 to 14 books. So it was yeah. a great con, great con. Um, got up the next morning, got up early, came back home. And um, I went to Queens, to Silver Age Comics in Queens. And I was like, you know what? Let me just call and see. It's just a long shot because Escape from New York, I feel like it's such a rarity. I was like, yeah. let me just call and see if they had it. And sure enough, he had like three issues that I needed. I was like, oh, I'll be there at noon. He was like, okay. I was like, could you hold them for me? I'll be there at noon. He's like, Nobody's yes, coming in here asking for them. Yeah. <laughs> so I got up early next morning, took the train up. I just, it's here in Manhattan. It's in Queens. I live in Brooklyn. So I took the train and I got there. I said, hi, it's Mark. I'm like, I'm here for this game. He was like, yeah, I got him for you. So he gave them to me at cover charge. It was like, you know, three to $4 a book. And um, I got some talons as well. So I'm almost done. I think for my list for talons, I only need three more issues of talon. One, two, three. Number zero, eight, and 10 from talons. And then I'll be done. So I know we talked about this on the last episode, but I gotta I gotta call this out because I've been thinking a lot about it. Because it doesn't happen very often. But I just love the the whole talon story here, Mark. Like, don't even know the book exists. You're just looking through some random dollar bins at New York and you find this. I, I It's not quite a diamond in the rough, right? Because it's like that's something you're you're looking for and you find it. But I just think it's really cool because that doesn't really happen very often that you find something new and then that becomes part of the hunt. So I just think that that's that's really cool. I mean, I wasn't even I was just red and blah, blah. I know, blah, dude, blah. I had to convince you to get it. You're like, eh, eh, eh. it's a dollar. What the hell? Yeah, I got it. And I'm so glad that I did because it really and Robbie, I, I liked it so much. You got the uh, omnibus the trade, the, the trade, trade paperback and you liked it. I'm halfway through. Um, kids have been sick forever the last three weeks, so you don't get a lot of time to do that. But yeah, I've I've enjoyed it so far. Nice. So, and today, Rich and Rob went to the Mid Ohio Con. No, what was no. it? Buckeye Con. Buckeye Con over there on Roberts Road, and that was our very first convention together. I told I remember it, it was in 1998. I remember exactly what I was wearing when we went, <laughs> and we went, and they went there today. Obviously, I'm here in New York, and they went today and. So well, we took uh, this 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 con. I think he does it about, or they do it about two or three times a year, and we haven't gone forever. But it's we been decided, like twenty years, man. So we decided to take. Uh, I took Cole, and then Rob decided to take Jay. I did take the daughter Lex, so it was like their first official comic convention. And this is seriously like Rob put it in perspective of the ballroom. It was like half of a ballroom that i don't even know it was probably like what 100 feet by 200 feet maybe a little bit bigger i mean it was probably altogether 2000 square feet like it was not very big no but i mean i just remember like the bulk of our collection was built off the back of this convention like yep. we filled 100%. so many gaps and even titles that we didn't know we wanted to collect but because they had a full run we would buy them because they were a dollar yep um so Yep, we took, packed the kids into Rob's van and went there today and, of course, had to read the Wizard Survival Guide and get them introduced properly. But, uh, yeah, 
we were able to get quite a few uh, books that we didn't get in New York. But um, the biggest the biggest thing is, yes, Mark sent me his list of uh, Escape from New York's that he needed. And sure shit, somebody had them. That's so crazy that somebody had them in Ohio. Like all of them, man. It was like some random. We had to search for them, too. Like it wasn't. There's a lot of dollar bins that weren't organized, even alphabetical. I, I kind of hate that. It's kind of a miserable time doing that, but managed to, to. And then we called Mark promptly afterwards, tell him about our spoils. And um, I don't think I've ever heard him say that many swear words in my life. <laughs> oh, but because the other I'm good. So excited. The other thing is uh, we, we were able to get Mark his complete collection. This is the episode John Byrne Corner, everybody. Got. Uh, <laughs> Mark the Man of the Man of Steel number three with Batman. So now his John Byrne Man of Steel run is complete. Yeah, that's the last issue that I needed. Where did I get those? I think I got those in um, Denver when I was in Denver for the Denver Fan Expo. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that issue. I think that in that issue, that's the first issue where he um, meets Batman, right? Uh, yeah, or Superman. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Other way around. Whatever. Uh, the so- other thing, just the other thing real quick, Rich, I'll let you uh, pick it up. There was actually, I mean, a lot of really good, a mixture of dollar bins and pretty pricey stuff, but also a lot of um, good collectibles, too. Um, I ended up getting a Batman Funko. My big pick was kind of as we were walking out the door, I got the Batman 89 grapple launcher scale prop replica. Can't Um, wait to see that. Can we see it? Yeah, let me grab it off the shelf here. It looks real good next to the Batarang Rich got me for Christmas last year. Wow. (laughs) Very cool. Dude, this thing is heavy. This probably weighs a uh, a pound and a half. Nice. It's funny that you say that. Cheap piece of plastic. (laughs) Like uh, DC, uh, I got an email. That's a better side of it right there. That somebody actually made that exact grappling gun, and it goes for pre- for pre-order for eight hundred dollars. Oh, I was like, uh, "Sorry, Rob, eight hundred dollars. Not going to be able to get you that." All right, so we got Mark. His Rich. Why would it be good for you to have a grappling gun? I don't know. It'll <laughs> so he doesn't fall off fall a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Um, so Mark, obviously we completed your, uh, escape from New York. So what, what issues of Talon were you looking for that are left on your list? Zero, eight, and 10. You're not even looking. Talon number zero. What is that? Hey, where did you get that? (laughs) Oh my God. Where did you get that? Is that for me? Where did you find? (laughs) 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 <laughs> Where did you find that? Oh, wait. So now all my whole, both of my collections are yep. complete now. We got you, boy. Oh my god! Thank you. Okay, well, Dude, hold on. Were a buck. What, what? 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 Hold on a second. So your list that you texted said you needed uh, zero, two, three, eight, and ten. You don't need two or three? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, here's number two. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I do need... I'm sorry. Oh, so, so, you're going to have to get issue number three. Oh, wait, no, here it is. Issue ah! <laughs> Talon number eight and talent number ten. Thank you. Oh, live and on the air, a real reaction from Mark. Thank you. Yes, yeah, right. we were going to be like, should we tell him the talent on the phone? We're like, no, nah, let's... If if he reacted that way for Escape from New York, we gotta wait for the talent. Oh my so. god, you guys are good. You got me good. All right, listeners, now you get to stop here and Mark say he's looking for talent and escape from New York. You're right. No, you're right. <laughs> Zero, two, three, eight, and ten. You're right. It's right here. I was looking at it wrong just now. All right. I'm glad I was paying attention. So oh, here's so Mark's my books. whole both my, compl- my <laughs> Wow. Both my my collections are complete. Merry Christmas, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, so how much were the talents? A, a buck. Piece. Oh, wow. They were in a dollar bin. Big spenders. Yeah, I was excited. So I give that con nostalgic purposes. I give it a, what do we want to do? Give it a five stars. What are we thinking? Out of five stars. Um, I'm giving it 10 because I had all my books. <laughs> um, if we're going on a five star scale, I'll give it a solid four and a half. Um, here's how nerd nerded out it was. The whole ballroom smelled of B.O., 
and like <laughs> sub sandwiches. Ew. Like nobody was there to impress the ladies. <laughs> like, oh my ladies, Lord. I've oh, arrived. They it used to awesome. when we first started going there. They always did like a door prize every hour. So when you get in, they give you a ticket, and then that you know they raffle every hour. And they're still doing that. Yep. And like, I'm sitting here holding all the kids' tickets, Robin Ice ticket, and then some ticket that Jensen found on the floor. And I'm looking, and they're reading off. Down. I'm like, that dude left. Rich is like, <laughs> Next. Loud. He's like, oh, they're way gone. Get out of the 500s. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't win any uh, raffles, but they're still doing that. So I, I give it five out of five, man. It was it was fun to relive it. So, Mark, what did you give your uh, your Baltimore con? I give it um, a ten out of ten. Ten out, okay. I think of everything because my my. I mean, you could step outside my hotel, throw a football, and hit the convention center. Nice. It was I was directly across the street. Um, I had all my books. You know, I didn't have every single issue, but I was happy to find talent, escape from New York, and I was happy to see Ruben. And it was a good con to go to. You know, oh, and I, and I saw that comic connection book. Oh yeah, tell that. What, okay, what? so I'm flipping. I'm at this vendor, you know, just randomly looking, and I'm just flipping through his books. I'm just flipping, and I see a book, an X Men book issue 102, to be exact, and it had a Comic Connection price tag on it. Mm -hmm. I said, mm -hmm. "Excuse me," I said, "Who's the owner of these books?" He's like, "I'm not the owner, but I work for the guy who does." And I said, "Excuse me," I said, "I am from Columbus, Ohio," and I said. It, throughout middle school and high school, I worked at a comic book store called Comic Connection in Tamarack Circle in Columbus, Ohio. He said the guy who bought these books, the owner of these books, his name is George, and he used to work at a comic book store in Columbus, Ohio in the mid-90s. Mm. So that means that price tag has been on that book for about 25, 30 years. And you probably put it on the book. <laughs> and I, I could have put it on the book. That's a when I world. saw that, I said, holy shit. You're like, I can't I wait to... <laughs> you should ask like, him it... for it. <laughs> I said, excuse me. I said, where do you... I... I can't wait to come back to Columbus so I can show Jeff. Right. Because Jeff worked there. He was there at the con today. He had a he had a little table set up. I'm surprised he... you said his books were like dollar bin books. I'm surprised he didn't. He wasn't a little bit more. He's typically he had... more organized. He's... I think his three dollar bins were were organized. He had his he had his uh gridded wall and everything with all his his uh CGC. But speaking of CGC, first time wearing it. Uh, <laughs> can't see the bottom of it. Point five, baby. Poor condition. Off white pages. I love that shirt. There was a guy there selling the first Swamp Thing issue for two hundred dollars, and it was a in little bit better shape than mine. But I was like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Skip. Yeah, uh, which so is DC was all ripped off, but. This one is wasn't in much better shape. So, Mark, now that you're done with your con travels for the year 2022, can you, uh, I guess, wrap it up? Kind of just repeat where you went, and then which ones were the best, and which one was the absolute worst? Well, let's see. I started in. I actually started in 2021 because I went to Seattle first. Okay. So it started in December of 2021. I went to Seattle, and then I went to Denver. I went to Toronto. New York and Baltimore. So the best one, it's hard to say because they all had their own individual architecturally, architecturally I liked Seattle. I just liked that that convention center. Architecturally I like that building. Um the there best are a lot of book, books there. Uh there were, but remember that book that Khan had a lot of old it was a lot of silver age yeah. books. And you couldn't you couldn't haggle anybody. I couldn't really haggle. Yeah. But yeah. I came home with like 13 books. Um, the best, I would probably say... Baltimore? No, I'd say Toronto. Okay. I'd say Toronto because I... Saved money with saved cheaper money currency. <laughs> with cheaper currency. I like the color. I like the print of the money. And I found Escape from New York. Nice. Even though I bought one issue, but it's still... It was a... Oh, and, and, and a reason why. And also, I got to meet Dave and take a picture with Dave Ross. Yeah. So that would be why I liked Toronto. The wackest... But this is part is it was hard because Denver Fan Expo that sucked. But what made up for it was mile, mile high. high. Yeah. So that was not a bad con experience. Um Baltimore was you It know, was not a bad trip experience. It was the not a bad con trip experience. experience sucked. Right. It was not a, it was not a bad trip. 
Um, but next year, because when I was in Baltimore, people were telling me that if you want to book, book, book heavy con to go to Heroes Con in North Carolina, which I'm going to do that next year. And yeah. I already Googled it from Heroes Con Convention Center for like which where I would be staying like, you know, in a downtown hotel or something from there to Acme Comics is only an hour and 24 minutes. So I'm going to drive, I'm going to rent a car and I'm going to drive to Acme Comics so I can go meet Lord Retail. Nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that next year. But that's what probably time? What, what time of year is that con? It's that's June twenty. Oh, nice. Yeah, and in it, it's put on by the comic book store. Heroes are hard to find. Okay, it's a comic book store in Charlotte that's called Heroes are Hard to Find, and they started this con forty years ago. Oh, so wow. this year was their fortieth anniversary. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. So I think that's the only con I'm going to travel to next year. Okay, and so ranking them, Toronto number one. Toronto number one. Seattle number two or Baltimore Seattle, number Seattle number two, Baltimore number three. New York number four. Wait, did we say Seattle? Yes. <laughs> you didn't Seattle. say Denver number, Denver number four, Baltimore number five, New York number six. All right. Okay. No more cons this year or you're going to venture out I'm, to go to Big Apple Con? I'm going to go to Big Apple Con. That's here in New York. I'm going to go to Big Apple Con. And I'll probably will go to... Winter con because I do like going to that con because it's such a it's like the shit stain of all cons you know but it's such, <laughs> I just it's such a shit stain you know and I just love it you know and it's a weirdness plus I hopefully I can find some more Michael Myers or you know Jason <sighs> pictures to take pictures with you know so right. <laughs> so I can take pictures with them, you know? and um, just give us one of those have. facial expressions Marco. <laughs> the best part i think we shared this on the last episode we're waiting in line to get capullo and snyder's autograph and mark's like oh wait he goes out and gets another pose and the guy standing right in front of him is like we all have one of those friends <laughs> we're like yep he's the best so the best part mark's like oh wait he's like parting everybody get out of the way get out of the way jason kill me <laughs> So that hopefully I can find some of that at WinterCon. So I'll probably will go to WinterCon just for the day and just to get out and hey, I gotta yeah. give props though. There was a there's a man probably in his forties rocking a Superman costume, and there was one dude in there today that was I don't know what he was, a caveman of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody cosplay? Just yeah, like those, like those there's... two people. Yeah. Oh, Unless the first like first wave because it opened at 11 we didn't or no it opened at 10 and we didn't get there till like noon so like random people i'm sure already showed up and left but it was a good time i gave it five for uh, for the first con that took jensen to i was very pleased oh yeah, good yep. a lot of nostalgia there so all right before we get into the meat and potatoes of what this episode is about uh i've got some news highlights to toss around the mics and see what everybody thinks. So first thing that I sent you guys was HBO Max Green Lantern show is being developed to focus on Jon Stewart. Nice. So whether this is true, this was from IGN. I sent this to you back at, oh God, about the end of October. So, you know, Zaslov could get a hold of it and cancel it, but uh, I would love to see a Jon Stewart movie or show or however they're going to do it. Looks like a show, but I think Green Lantern, just the the type of character he is, I think it would lend better to a show. Uh, I would agree with that. It's Law and Order Intergalactic Edition. I mean, come yes. on, <laughs> dun dun. I've already been on that show. I've already been on the on the show train for sure. Uh, I mean, I again, big. Big screens, it can be fun. Movies are good, but they can be fun. Yes, <laughs> I I like the idea of stretching things out, telling a story, giving a bit more of a slow burn on certain things. Yeah. So, Herb, I'm in a complete agreement with you, sir. Mark, would you watch you... a John Stewart Green Lantern show? Yeah, well, although I think Dave Ramsey should be John Stewart. Diggle from Arrow. Oh yeah. I mean, if that ain't John Stewart, I don't know who is. Sorry, I couldn't get Dave Ramsey, the financial guy, out of my head. I'm like, what the hell are you saying, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Dave Ramsey. So he'd, he'd be good. I swear, when we released our last episode, like all this news came out. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about Black Adam tonight. That's why Herb is with us again. But um, it's official. Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Yay! And obviously, the announcement came after the weekend release of black adam uh 
I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. I I am too, but I have to say, I also that also comes at the the same news of, of him quitting The Witcher. Up, oh, you're jumping ahead there, her. But I'm glad oh, you segued shoot. segued right into it. He is leaving The Witcher. So sorry. <laughs> we didn't even discuss this beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> no script here, buddy. DC needs to stop with movies and like completely. I think they. I think I read the article where they're saying that they're going to stop and like. Well, that's kind of like. I I hate to say this, but the majority of the news that I have is all DC surrounded. But I guess we could start at the top. Shocker. I think they found their Kevin Feige. They have James Gunn and who's the other fella? There's another guy. Sorry, the name is escaping me. I don't have that article attached here, but they're going to kind of captain the movie ship good because um i think james gunn knows what he's doing he's he still has enough visual and artistic talent but he's also you can tell he's a fanboy and i I don't necessarily think that fanboys should always be attached to projects because they may you know overdo it a little bit and may not allow for flexibility of of different type of storytelling It, it you know, obviously, most of us as fans wanted to stick to the source material. We've said that a million times on this show, but I think this is a great hire. I can't wait to see his next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But this kind of segues into this other article that I, I found. This was not sure who this was, but with James Gunn's ties to Disney and Marvel, there could be the potential of a crossover Marvel versus DC yep. movie in the future. Like, what do you guys think of that? I think it's gonna be tough to pull off. Oh tough yeah, to pull off. Very tough, because I think what Mar- Marvel's in phase four or five now. What are they in? We just ended four. So they just ended phase four. But like, if I'm doing a DC versus Marvel crossover or any type of crossover, I'd want all of phase one characters, which as of right now are not part of the shows. I think movie. you would have to do. You would honestly have to do a multiverse type deal, like because you've obviously you could bring Iron Man back in that context. I mean, I think Marvel's already set that up with No Way Home. I mean, essentially, that's what the the breaking point of the multiverse type stuff. So you'd almost have to do that to cross into the to do a cross thing. But you could, I mean, the possibilities are endless. But I mean, could this is like the this is. Right here, just saying that out loud, this is the shit we used to talk about in my parents' basement of dream of movies that you would love to see. I Hell mean, yeah. we built this we built this f-ing podcast off of DC versus Marvel. Like it would be going full circle and would totally be amazing to see something like that. Even if it's f- it, man, have some a lot of Marvel writers and then hell, even if it's gotta be like an animated movie. I, I don't know. I I'd love it. The problem, though, is what I just said kind of goes against exactly what Warner Brothers is promising. And it's I think you were trying to figure it's Peter Safran and uh, yeah. James Gunn. I think they are wanting to clean up the DC universe like they're oh, absolutely they're saying no more multiple Batmans, which. Oh, now Rob segueing into another article that I have. Well, damn it. We're already there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I do like I, I do like what Pattinson did with kind of that new stint and i'll be honest if they if they completely gut keaton out of the flash movie i'm actually gonna be kind of pissed i need some nostalgia there but i like i like affleck yeah so i mean that's another article that i had was dc promises uh, a single universe moving forward so they're going to try to eliminate multiple different batmans and uh which you know i can't really you know blame them and i've talked about this when i'm talking about modern comics like batman is like they're their cash cow it's what makes them money he's attached to almost any book that comes out uh like any major story arc it's batman 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 but it it does lend i mean you don't have multiple iron mans you don't have multiple captain americas floating around in movies so you do have multiple spider-mans though i was just gonna say you i do. think we need more spider-mans <laughs> 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 um i don't know there i i'm I, I kind of like that that they're trying to clean it up, and you can tell David Zasloff ain't f-ing around. Like he is, he is straight up trimming trash, and uh, he's trying to make it better. There was uh, another one that said Wonder Woman three is reportedly bringing back DC's Holy Trinity, so it'll be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman three, which would you know get pique my interest again since the last movie completely sucked dick. So yeah. 
No pun intended. Well, I think if the rumor just just having Cavill back tells me that the Snyderverse is still around. Right. I mean, that's just the end of it. Whether he's at the helm or not, he started that universe Mm -hmm. with, you know, Man of Steel. So, well, let's. Yeah, this was another IGN. Uh, There's an interview out on IGN that you guys can check out with Henry Cavill. He's saying he cannot wait to have long conversations with James Gunn about DC Studios. So that's encouraging. And then uh, this other one says Superman film rumored flying after Steven Spielberg Mm -hmm. meets with Warner Brothers boss. So that would be freaking awesome. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Circling back to Henry Cavill leaving the witcher uh i listened to another podcast pop culture crisis uh a while back uh when this news first broke and everybody was like well he's leaving this show because he's gonna go play superman again well and like listening to it sounds to me like he was butting heads with these with the creative directors and the producers of the witcher because he is such a fanboy like because i mean anybody knows henry cavill he's an avid gamer he loves the Witcher books. He likes the mythology. Did not, like, I guess he was straight butting heads with the majority of the people writing it because they had no idea what the source material was. And I appreciate that. And that makes me an even bigger fan of him. Yeah. So, like, How he's do you like, get into a position to write a show like that without and not know source, source material. material. Well, that's, that's, it's like all of them, isn't that's, it? That's Hollywood, buddy. <laughs> You know, you you wrote this stupid story that fit what we needed. So here, we'll give you a show. So um, that's what I heard from that show that he was he was he had one foot out the door, uh, probably at the end of last season. Um, And the other news was that Liam Hemsworth is going to take his place on The Witcher. So, okay. Um, Can we backtrack for a second? I want to tell you, like, I feel like the stars were aligned with Kevin mm-hmm. Foggy because he has been a producer for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He was on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on X-Men. I think mm-hmm. that's where I first yeah. saw his name in 2000. Yeah. So he got the feel of what it was like to make that kind of movie. Then he was on Spider-Man. Then he did something else and then he did Iron Man, which is the, the what you know started the whole MCU. So he's a bit I feel like the stars were aligned for him to be who he is cuz he's been doing that we with DC there's no one who's been who really kind of started from the bottom and then worked their way up in that well, I think Zack yeah, Snyder, Zack Snyder lent his who wasn't a director. Well, he came from like the the music video industry, so like visually and artistically, he was a little bit different. But I mean, Warner Brothers saw huge promise in him just because he dropped three hundred. Like three hundred was not anything to just you know laugh at. That was a hell of a. I mean, I think they released that in March, and it probably would have crushed it in the uh, summer blockbuster time, but I feel like I don't nec- There's rumors going around that they're going to bring him back to finish what he started. And I just don't know if, I don't know if they're going to do that, but I feel like David Zasloff is actually listening to the fans and is not going to let shit hit the movie theater or the streaming platform. And I, I, I I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. So I feel like getting the right people in place. And I do think James Gunn, like, I don't know if you guys watch peacemaker. I thought that show was freaking hilarious uh the suicide squad that he did was was okay but i got to see starro the conqueror in a live action movie like when's the next time you're ever going to see that oh um, yeah that was my favorite part of the whole movie oh absolutely dude. that was definitely cool mm-hmm. definitely cool so, so i'm kind of late to the game but I, i'm just going to mention this because i i finished this like two nights ago i finally managed to finish no way home you know, where they wrapped the three Spider-Man franchises into one. Mm. And I just thought that that was brilliantly done. I know a lot of that had to do with Sony's rights and kind of, you know, Disney kind of fighting over. I just like the way that they wrap that up. And I was thinking like, it just reaffirmed, like you can write really good multiverse stories and respect the original con. Cause I'll be honest, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's took a shit like on three, <laughs> three was just an absolute disaster. The second one was like, eh, I'll give it like two and a half out of five. Like it wasn't dog shit. Like the third one, but I still like appreciate Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Cause like, 
And I don't even think I saw the second Andrew Garfield one, but I liked the first one. And I just, I just loved how they managed to almost pay homage to the Spidey verse comic, like cartoon movie with a little bit of let's bring in multiple universes. And I'm like, you know, this is really good storytelling and it would just be nice if I don't, I don't care if it's Marvel or DC kind of getting back to our harping back to Paul Jenkins, like just, tell good stories and stop trying to imitate other stuff so anyway just thought i'd throw that in there yeah so i don't know man i'm excited this is like the first time bringing up warner brothers in dc where i don't feel like i need to have a bitch shower i feel yeah i feel like they're i like what i'm i like what i'm reading and i like uh that they're taking it serious so that's all the news that i got what about you? So before we get into Black Adam, because you know, I want to hear I want to hear some 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 thoughts on Herb's opinion here. What uh I haven't watched uh Endor. Have you watched it? So I actually just watched the first episode last night. <laughs> and you, um, what do you think? So far it, it it's slow. It's a bit slow, but um uh it's got some darkness to it. I like I like some of the uh, the tense scenes that happen. Uh, there's like um uh, specifically a scene where he's being met by two guards and in like a back alley and and it, it it's good it's good but i don't want to dive in too much into it but it's uh it, it's interesting i wasn't really looking forward to Endor at or and prequel at to all. the prequel to the um, prequel yeah I, I there was it didn't really mean anything to me i liked rogue one i don't know if you can see but i've got a, a, a puzzle back here a 2000 piecer uh of that movie but i, I think my favorite part was darth vader at the end oh and, yeah uh, it, it had its good parts. It does. It has its good stuff, but I don't know. Andor. Mm. So, what did you think of Kenobi? Slow again. Kobe ha- or Kobe. Kenobi had some good stuff. Um, I like certain aspects of it, um, but I don't think that they really thought it through before they just threw things into action. Yeah, they, they have um, a lot of holes just, that they created. Exactly. That's that's the biggest problem. Um, I don't know. See, a lot of people complained about Darth Vader dragging Obi-Wan through the fire with the Force. I personally thought that that was the most epic thing I've ever seen Darth Vader do. Um, And the fact that he wasn't able to stop them from running away at that point, simply because one errant person shot a, a bolt at at towards him and that threw him off and that then they were able to escape because they were on the other side of the fire in which he was just previously dragging Obi-Wan through that didn't make any sense to me, but um, you know, it had some good stuff, but holes indeed. What'd you think of the uh, final fight between the two of them? It had an epic, it it had an epic statement where he's like, you didn't kill me. Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin. I did. I did. Yeah. Yep. I know it's been several episodes since we talked about that, but I consider you our, uh, our PhD on everything. Star Wars. As you should. As you should. That's fair. <laughs> I just, I absolutely hated the child Leia in the in the movie, like or the show. I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there. But uh, yeah, I it wasn't very. I didn't like it being about her. You know, kind of just revolving around her all the time with very little about Luke. But I understand why they did it. I understand why they did it. There were a lot of complaints about Obi Wan being this kind of sad and dreary character, but he he lost everything. His entire yeah. way of life was completely destroyed. Everything he believed in, everything he fought for was destroyed. And now he's got this one last bit that he's holding on to. I mean, hell, he 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 tells the one guy, give up your lightsaber. Yeah. But at the same time he was still holding on to his. So yeah. again, there was there were things that made sense and things that didn't. One of my only my one of my biggest gripes is I think they introduced Qui-Gon way, 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 way too late. Sure. Mm. Literally, like what the final frame? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They touched so, on him on the animated show a little bit uh, um, about the whole like why Yoda and Qui Gon and all of them were able to communicate with each other, and kind of hinting that Yoda had been able to communicate with Qui Gon long before the end of Episode Three. Yeah, and mm. kind of hinting that he knew this was going to happen and mm. couldn't do anything to stop it. But it's interesting. So, all right, I got my Star Wars nerded him on. Rich, what 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 are we talking about here? Uh, Black Adam. So we had a little movie come out a few weeks ago. At this point, Uh, Black Adam. 
let's just go around the mics and everybody give your overall thoughts and opinions and then we'll we'll wrap it with uh what 10 points or are we just sticking with the five out of five or a hundred point what what do you want to do we'll do five stars <laughs> five stars all right mark start it buddy you saw it first i saw it i thought it was good i mean i i loved how they did i'm all about teens so i love how they did the jsa i love how yeah. they did the jsa i mean hawkman that casting was spot on mm-hmm. dr fate was yes. my favorite part of the whole movie cyclone mm-hmm. i could have done without um Adam yes. smasher was awesome i thought he was great he added some comedic relief but you know he was a newbie um I thought the action sequences were great. I thought the end credit scene with Henry Cavill was a nice surprise. I was not expecting that. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I liked um, the whole story. You know, uh, some people didn't like it. Some people thought it was like lacking and whack, whatever. But for what it was for Black Adam, I thought it was good. And I liked it. So I gave it a four out of five. All right. Herb, take it away, buddy. Yeah. Um, I will I will give it... Um... I'll give it a four. Um, I think there were some issues with um, some of the reasons behind things. Um, so, so, starting with the, the pros, I, I, I liked the casts of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the, I thought Hawkman and Dr. Fate were the, that they made the movie. They made the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Dr. Fate's his helmet, his CGI. There's a, there's a scene where he like poofs through a window and instantly transitions into his, um, his normal clothes into his suit. And, uh, and I just, I thought the way that they did him really well and Pierce Brosnan, I, I mean, he just does good done everything he does, yep. but um, uh, the, the wizards, I thought them kind of jumping back to the wizards and uh, the fact that it wasn't the little twist that it wasn't actually him who was the original kind yes, of black Adam character. Um, that was the, that was actually the son. Um and uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, I liked the comedic relief of the brother uh, oh, of, or the uncle of the kid and yes. his uh, his love of um, what's that band? Uh, the Baby Comeback <laughs> song. <laughs> Baby Comeback. Um, yeah. I said that I, like I, six I, times last night. <laughs> I know. I didn't like um, kind of the... Uh, the 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 drawn out overblown drama between the characters um i just feel like they all just kind of lacked reason with one another and they just kind of just instantly were explosively angry about everything and couldn't get along it was either black or white or nothing and um i thought that was kind of silly um too many slow-mo freeze frame rotating scenes um i i i appreciate why they do it but i think it was too much on this one um uh but yeah that's those are my overall thoughts i think yeah. rob you saw it yesterday nice. yeah um becky and i managed to get a date night in which was nice i said the rocks in in the movie and she was sold i'm like all right okay sweet because she loves the rocks so i'm like all right we'll get this in so i will probably give it um i'll probably give it a four out of five as well i did like the casting uh i didn't really care for cyclone i was like i don't even i've never even heard of this character to be completely honest um I liked Adam Smasher, but I thought he looked a little too Mark Ruffalo. Like I was almost like, are they legit trying to copy <laughs> like like Marvel with this casting? Oh, um, you mean when he? What about Deadpool? His mask was like a dead ringer for Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, identical. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So and I, yeah, I mean, I liked him as a character. Like I like where he like, oh, I almost hit you, and then he just completely whacks Hawkman. Like I thought that was hilarious. The humor seemed a little bit more genuine in this yeah. than I think a lot of other DC movies. Like, oh, something's definitely bleeding. Like, you know, like the sarcasm comments. And I thought it was a little bit more. They weren't trying to be Marvel, I guess. Um, I like, I, I guess I'm a stickler for the music. I like the music, not just the the 80s kickback, but I, I like the uh, the score throughout. I think the, the only like real sticking point for me, I think DC makes a lot of assumptions about the audience. Like one, I completely knew it was The Rock, who's the kid's dad in the very beginning. Like they almost assumed you were stupid and weren't going to pick up on that. Like the twist though was, yeah, that it, 
that the son was granted the powers and then gave it to his dad. Like that obviously I didn't see coming, but I could clearly see that that was the rock, but I just don't like how you had to almost know who Hawkman was. You had to almost know who Dr. Fate was. Yeah. And I really wish like, cause I even asked rich, like I was like, Hey man, I haven't seen any of the uh, suicide squad movies. So I'm like, I know Waller's in there. Like I know that she's in those movies. I'm like, is Dr. Fate in any of these other movies? Cause I'm not a big JSA. Like I know who Dr. Fate is. But I'm like, you know, was he in anything else? Like, did they set his character up? It was just like, hey, you're just supposed to know that Hawkman, great pick, by the way, great casting, great acting, great effects. It didn't look like WW84 and those terrible golden wings. But like, I wish it was almost like we missed a movie, you know, like we missed a movie between Dr. Fate and Hawkman. And I think they had to take up some valuable screen time just trying to set up some of those things. So I kind of wanted a little bit more and I thought maybe they were just assuming that we all knew who these characters were and we were just going to go off their history. Um, but I did think the rock did very well. Um, I think his performance was good and kind of herb to your point. I like, I really liked how they brought in kind of, you know, the Shazam part of this, you know, with the wizards and everything. And um, I did think the last thing I'll say, I did really like the movie. Um, I did think some of the uh, slow motion scenes in the beginning where he's like destroying that entire army almost mm -hmm. looked cheesy. Like you could tell he's like gliding seamlessly. I'm like, all right, can we can we speed this up a little bit? But again, well, overall, four out of five. Was, that was the scene I was talking about before. No, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, no, that was the scene I was talking about with the uh, the slow-mo freeze frames, you know, like that whole kind of just that was almost the exact part of the movie that I was that I was referring to was yeah. that that beginning because they just, he just kept doing it over, over and over again. I mean, it, he was laying it on thick. That's for sure. <laughs> Shoving the grenade in the guy's mouth. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, I was wondering about that. I was like, how is this going to play out? Are they going to show that? <laughs> so, right. I had like some eight year old next to me. I'm like, uh, Ooh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> so I agree with everything you said, Rob. Like, I feel like, some of the complaints that I read about were people claimed that there wasn't enough backstory or enough context and blah, blah, blah. The usual, why should I care about this character and whatnot? I felt like they did uh, explain a lot of that history in the beginning. I do wish they would have maybe done like a just a just a simple five minute scene of maybe like the past of how the JSA was put together. And, you know, this is the JSA, Justice Society of America. They were built in uh, World War One, and these were the original founding members. And now to this day and age, it's just Hawkman and Dr. Fate. So sorry. It made me right. wonder, were they around for Batman versus Superman? John of Justice were, you know, like, where were right. they then? Why didn't Waller call him in for, you know, uh, you know, so that's what made me because they seemed very up to date and like they've been around. But, Right, real quick, because Rich, you you're, you just made me think of this. Almost like Zack Snyder's intro reel to Watchmen. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Like something simple, like something that tells a really quick, brief story, and then you got Then you're all caught up. You could just be like, the JSA was founded in such and such, and it could even be in black and white. It would have been dope. And mm -hmm. the original uh, Starman and you know, all the other JSA members. And then it could just be like, over the years, it's come to this point, And now it's just Hawkman, Dr. Fate. And they're training a new round of superheroes. Adam Smasher is retired. So he's passed everything on to his, what, nephew or whatever yeah. it was. Henry and, uh, Winkler? Oh, Lord. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you. And uh, I am agreeing with everybody else where cyclone to me was just like uh, a throwaway character that they probably just needed somebody that had some kind of brains or technical, you know, we got to have an yeah, oracle every time. I didn't know storm was going to be in the movie. <laughs> they should have had black canary. It just would have been cheaper. It would have been cheaper. Well, as as the graphics just the, the plus I I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, the chemistry between Adam smasher and her was just so cheesy. I'm like, Oh my God. It wasn't too much. I feel Come like they, they were on it, it then they got off of it. They were on it, then they got off. All in all, I felt like the story progressed very well. I did. I did, like when it came to like the Black Adam story. I don't feel like they left anything out. I think you got a, a good, yeah, you know. And the history. only thing that I think that they should have had was, and I 
loved how all the wizards came together and imprisoned him and i i loved the enemy in this and I, just overall really good i wish we would have had like a little tiny flash of zam maybe yeah. even was like you know i wasn't worthy they they took it from me and you know shazam wasn't was a character or a, a person billy batson earned you know the rights to have shazam power something something like that it didn't even need to have like you know of just maybe a comment not even it doesn't even need to have billy batson in it because come on i know everybody's talking about a superman black adam show but black adam is a shazam villain so i you know i love that they they tied the 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 wizards into it and that mythology and all that other stuff. The best part to me, I love that they did not make him a flat out anti-hero superhero. Like he had to earn that respect throughout the movie. Like, cause he is not a superhero. And I like how the twist in the, in the middle of the movie where you find out that he wasn't worthy. And this is why, because he's a bad, he'll Man. kill somebody. And uh, I, I like that. The story was strong. I thought for sure you were going to say the best scene was where he was smashing through all the DC posters. That was pretty fun. <laughs> that was pretty that fun. Was good. Um, I took Cole and Herb. Herb and I went together to see it. And uh, I walked out of the theater like, dude, that reminded me of a Guardians of the Galaxy, like James Gunn movie. And I <clears> felt <throat> like I, I second what you said, Rob, like the, the comedic factor didn't feel forced. It felt genuine. It was funny. Like him and Hawkman and Dr. Fate, go, or it was him and Dr. Fate going back and forth about sarcasm. And I just, yeah. it, it just fucking worked. Like, and I like the incredible wrench um, in this movie. And uh, I don't know. I'll end with this. I went into the theater. I told Herb this too. I went into the theater with very low expectations. Feel like every single time I go in amped up and excited, it gets it goes downhill for me. I went in with very low expectations and walked out loving it. Like I flat out loved it regardless of what it was missing or what it should have done. I gave it a five out of five. five okay. Five okay. Five. Nice. Five nice. On the record. Nice. Five out of five, regardless of what it was missing and what it did have. Uh, I loved it. So five out of five. Yeah. No, I thought it was a good movie. I did enjoy it. Um, I do want to mention real quick. Um, does everybody remember the scene when um, I, I forget what her name is. But she's asking, it's the mother of the son, and, and she's asking why, asking Hawkman why he has allowed, why their their justice, mm -hmm. you know, associate or, or society, the Justice League and society, why they would allow for this like mercenary, you know, group, this kind of, you know, cold, evil group of people to exist and, and rule them the way that they did. And he did not have an answer. They shut it off. Basically, they cut. They shut down the conversation. And I think something happens, and and then they move on from there. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts about that? Well, I think Hawkman displays it flat out from the beginning to the end that he will not kill anybody, and is totally against it, almost Superman esque. And the the fact that he didn't have an answer explains a lot of things, like why we have these why we read these stories and why there's villains and why Batman never kills the Joker. And it's just going to keep happening over and over and over and over again. And I just, I, I did remember that. And it's, it's that superhero conundrum, dude, you're just going in circles, man. It's a never ending process. Yeah. I think the, point. I think the rise up and I guess it was a little bit more like a, Oh, what's the stupid eighties horror flick where he's like fighting the skeletons and shit. Jason and the Agronauts. Yes. No, it was the... What's the one guy who's in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies? Oh, damn. Had a... Anyway, it's irrelevant. Big 80s flick. Um, I think her comment there, I guess, added legitimacy to the people of the country rising up to save their own country. Um, but I think she's speaking to kind of the never-ending conundrum that there will always be corruption and oppression so it's kind of like though the work is never done and they can never do it perfectly that's kind of my my hot yeah. take but I, I appreciate you bringing that up herb because it was kind of like a yeah kind of no, like that's a, what i was why i brought it up yeah yeah significant real life struggle here and a, a minor side note on all that i did forget to mention earlier when i was talking about my what i didn't like and this is kind of up there um did anybody else get an x-men vibe when they were 
having the big stealth jet come up out of the back. Oh of the yeah. And of oh, the school yeah. for the gifted oh, coming yeah. up out of the right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then again, we got the Deadpool mask on smasher and storm is flying around, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you guys Very caught much. it or not, but Very she talks much, about, yeah. he asks her what her powers are. And she says, you know, she says wind and he's, and then he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I grow. And don't, did you guys catch that one blows and one grows? <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you, you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. Oh. Right. <laughs> Mark over your head. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got. That's so an average, a... an average of uh, four out of five stars, not bad. Yeah. Uh, in wrapping, uh, Mark, you saw Black Panther. Uh, I did how see was Black that? Panther: Wakanda Forever. I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought that I was stoked to get Namor the Submariner. I mean, Tanak Kurota, I believe is how you say his name, played it to the T. I have to see him again. He has to be some. He has to do it again. He has to. I mean, I thought the graphics were great. What they did with the underwater city was just the I think is the Tolkens is what their people are called was just absolutely incredible and we got Atuma and he said his famous line Imperious Rex when he gets pissed off you know he says his famous line and I thought they did a great job with him he was an awesome submariner he called himself a mutant so that you know we get the mutant now so hopefully that maybe that'll lead us into you know some X-Men stuff further down the line the end credit scene didn't lead us into anything Okay. As spoiler alert. Um, didn't lead us into anything upcoming movies or anything. So but, speaking of spoilers, I haven't seen it, but how'd they kill him off? Kill who off? Black Panther. Oh, uh, a strange disease. Oh, mm. so that's like legit. So he was dead from the beginning? Yeah. They stood, that's how the movie starts. I heard yeah, it was I know there's a bunch of controversy about you know, should they relaunch like the character. character? Yeah, so did God, I. It sucks that he died too. He was such a good actor. He's he so young. Yeah. yeah. Um I heard it was three hours. Uh, maybe like 245. Oh, okay. Last but question, fellas. Who's seeing Avatar 2? Not me. Not me. Well, I might see it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it looks it. I the first one was really good. I like the first one. Yeah, ooh, I'm not seeing ooh. Mario? Yes. Oh, I'll have to take the kids to that one. <laughs> Mario. No, 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 no. Something else. No, 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 no. Violent Night. Violent Night. Yeah, I was going right there. I was going. The next yes, greatest sir. cult classic Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> there will be some hard passes for me. Time for but... some season's beatings. Mario. No. Okay, I'll see. I'll see Escape from New York. Okay. Okay. So that's just as a trade-off. You got to okay. see one of the two, either Violent Mario Night. or Violent Night. I'll see Violet Knight. There we go. You're on his naughty list. Yeah, I'll see Violet Knight. I like David Harbour. I'll see Violet Knight. <laughs> Looks so good. Uh, Prancer. Right. So unprofessional. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, Herb, thanks for uh, coming yeah. and talking on Black yeah, Adam. thanks for having uh, me back on. Appreciate thanks, it. Herb. Always good another, to be back. Another great episode. Uh, until next time, please don't forget to bag your board. Go buy some comics. Read them. This is Rich. This is Mark. And subject line herb. This is Rob. Um, the holidays are coming, folks. So uh, spend some time with your loved ones. Get some gifts. Um, you can gift us by liking the podcast or send us a comment. You can send that in the body of the email or the subject line. We we read both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Touché. I just think I just think it's you know get some comics. Uh, go see a movie with your family. Um, so you can have some more of these fun conversations. And we, uh, as always, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us have these conversations together. So take care, and we will uh, be back soon. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. All right. Well, you got subject line Herb again uh, here at home base, Heroes Home Base. Dang it. <laughs> We're going to have to start all it right. all over. All right. There we go. All we got right. some Take for the one. gag reel. Cut. Cut. <laughs>
Sorry, my kids were playing on my laptop today and fucked up all of my settings. Oh, shit. I thought we had Lars from Metallica with us there for a second. Or not Lars, but uh, <laughs> the main, the lead singer. James. <laughs> yeah. James Headfield action going. Yeah. The kids don't have their own iPad or something? There we go. Yeah, we Rob. Go. Got it. Got it. Like, seriously, all my sound settings were reset. Got it. All right. Can you all hear me? I love the real music. Quick, real quick. Is it okay? Do you think we can wrap by like 1045? Yeah, we're wrapping it here like now. Like the, okay, all right. Because I have to. <laughs> I just. Because I do have to be work a little bit earlier tomorrow. But I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> okay, back to my thought. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the, the music. Like, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, guys, guys. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off. But I'm going to cut you off here. Excuse me, excuse me. I, uh, I, have to, I have to take a piss, and we need to wrap this. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, fellows. Well, at least we'll have a longer gag reel this time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You said music, Rich. So the music to me, like I remember walking out of the theater with. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 So. What did you say? You give 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 what? Froze. I froze. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right when you were saying you're great, I give it up. Yep. Oh, no shit. Yep, that was okay. it. What did you give it? <laughs> I loved again. it. <laughs> Take care, and uh, we'll be hearing you soon. Or we'll be, well, that, that was terrible. 